Welcome Beyond 24 Day listeners. This is episode number 25 and we're calling this one Accountability. So no slouching. Let's go. We're holding you accountable to listen. All right. Welcome to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. We got to update the little opening of our podcast. Anyway, welcome. Today is... Oh, here recording. Yeah, we're going. Going live. Uh, so, accountability. We're... I feel like we do this all the time. Where, where, where have we been? The last podcast was released just before New Year's. We right? did New Year's Eve. Yep. That's kind of become a a custom. Yeah, we don't watch the ball drop, so we just record a podcast. a podcast. Yeah. So at least you guys will get at least an episode a year <laughs> at that rate. We're no. working on it. We're working no. on it. We're holding ourselves accountable. <laughs> exactly. So... I don't know what we're... We're holding ourselves accountable to do at least one podcast a month. And I suggested that uh, Ken and I pick the date, mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. it on the calendar, and you know make sure it gets done, just like any other appointment, anything else that's scheduled on the calendar. So we're holding ourselves accountable. Also, did I mention on the last podcast anything about the, you know, this orange... Stuff. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> for those of you that are listening because of... Anyway, over the... I don't I feel like I'm starting all over the place. Right, we'll, we'll start from the beginning. Back in December, I found out that I was... Selected. Selected um, to become a BibRave Pro. And for those of you that don't know what that is, uh, it's basically running and running-related race and running product reviews. And it's the ambassadors of running brands and Mm. races. So in simple terms, that means that he's got a crap ton of packages that come to our house all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've essentially got new things um, all over. Our calendar is filling up with free races that he's going to be running. Mm -hmm. And we have all these cool products that we get to test out. But anyway, the, the point of me telling you all this is because um, we have attracted a new audience from the BibRave family. So uh, shout out to all of the BibRave peeps listening. And also, um, hopefully that encourages me to be more accountable in producing more podcast episodes because part of the application process, I did mention that we have a podcast with a growing audience and that I would love to be able to bring um, in my shameless section about running to bring some insight. So food, running, all that fun stuff. And uh, so we're looking forward to this year. So when we say we're going to hold ourselves accountable, um, I'm going to try to use this podcast also as a platform to remain accountable. Mm -hmm. So if you don't hear from us, you know what? No, don't don't, don't hold us accountable. (laughs) No, if you don't hear from us, You'll hear from us. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> um, I think we can go over some ways that we, as a couple, hold ourselves accountable in all aspects of our life 
not only when it comes to our food, mm-hmm. our exercise, um, our general lifestyle, and for me, a lot, it's, it's mental accountability. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, the biggest problem, especially during the winter months when it's cold and dark in the mornings, I do not feel like getting up. And the older I get, I hate to admit this, I don't like cold. I, I, it drives me nuts. And to get in a cold car to drive to the gym, I can't. Sometimes staying in bed is a lot easier. So, well, especially when you have a really snuggly pug. Yes. Under the covers with you. Exactly. Um, it makes it really hard when there's like this cocoon of a cocoon, a cocoon <laughs> of comfort in our bed, and you just don't want to get out. So there is that level of accountability when the alarm goes off first thing in the morning. I know that. Brooke or myself will nudge the other person and be like, are we doing this? We getting up? And it depends on how intense or how much we've worked out previously. Some mornings we just, some mornings we just schedule nothing and we'll sleep in, but we still end up getting up early. And if you know me personally, you know that I'm like the queen of list making. Mm -hmm. I'm a list Mm -hmm. maker. I, I have a little bit of um, some anxiety and things like that. And I tend to over plan things. I tend to make tons of lists for the same things. Well, I think we talked about it before. We grew up differently. I grew up where everything was kind of like spontaneous. We just did stuff. And the older I've gotten, I don't, maybe it's because just being married to you, I don't like when things aren't really planned out because I feel like I make bad choices when food choices. I just make, not just food choices, but... I make bad decisions if things aren't planned out. If we don't plan out to go to the gym the next day, I'll get up in the morning and I'm like, well, we have no plans, so I'm just going to sleep in. Well, so. and I think I talked about this maybe on the last podcast because I think I did this before the new year. We didn't talk about... No, my exercise calendars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, I went in under Google Docs and I made a routine calendar for us. Um, you know, every Sunday I allowed for Kent trail running Saturdays. Usually, um, we like to get up and take like a three and a half to four mile walk around the, the, uh, Mm -hmm. the countryside here where we live, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I had a scheduled at the gym, you know, and I I flip flop my weeks, two days, cardio, one day strength. The next week after that was two days strength, one day cardio. And I came up with an exercise routine and we, Stuck through it great through December. I mean, we were mm-hmm. we were on, and yeah. then it started getting colder, and that bed just started getting warmer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, welcome to Pennsylvania weather. It's <laughs> it, you would think December is when it's the coldest, but December is not too bad. Right now, January and February. Well, this is now March. March. We're now marching. We're like way off. But it's, it, it's March. It's March third, and we have our third snowstorm in three. Days yep, going yep. on right so, now. While uh, while we're recording this podcast, there's about six inches of snow outside. So, yeah. so it's been rough. And if we don't get to the gym because our local gym here will, it's like a school. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll have like a two hour delay in the morning, which messes us up because we can't get up at our normal time and go to the gym. We'll try and take a walk in the snow. I know I'll come downstairs. I'll do a free weight exercise or. Mm-hmm. Some things like that. We we've we've really been trying to keep ourselves accountable for that. Right, and the the main thing is, 
What's nice is you work for a school district, so you also get a two-hour delay, but I don't have right. that luxury. So I still have to get up and do something. So, um, And another thing is, and I don't know if we talked about it before, but um, another way to hold yourself accountable is um, I have a Fitbit. And I, I normally am a Garmin person, but because I went back to school, I have to take a physical education course for college. And a part of that was wearing a Fitbit. And I forgot how competitive I got when I wear a Fitbit, especially when it's involved with other people. So my fellow classmates, um, I didn't mention that I was a runner. So, um, you know, on the weekends where I run half marathons or when I crank out eight or nine miles in one day, and uh, it's kind of, you know, I get I get number one in the month for steps, except for this month. Some guy beat me. But it that having a Fitbit and, and having the, a group of people where we're all recording our steps and there's a little bit of competition, that also helps with accountability because I could just, on a day like today, it's snowing, I'm just going to sit on the couch all day and watch movies. But I, I think about that accountability where I, I'm wearing this Fitbit, it's monitoring my steps, I go on and I see that, you know, I have classmates that are kicking my butt and it kind of gives me that push to, you know what, I'm going to go out and run real quick. So that way I can get in my steps. And also it's just, you know, it goes back to, to just that accountability of being active. When you got, um, making the right decisions, you got me an Apple watch Mm -hmm. for Christmas this year. And it's kind of the same thing. You have your certain goal and it will, tell you, you know, you get a vibration on your wrist and it'll say, hey. Is that your watch beeping? What is that? that that's our washing machine. Oh, the washing machine. Oh. <laughs> well, ignore that. That's not the, that, that's the Apple watch. <laughs> it heard us talking about it. Um, anyway, sorry. No, I mean, it, if I'm being lazy, mm-hmm. it will vibrate and it'll give me a message oh, yeah, that says, it'll tell me to move, but it'll also say, hey, your activity is normally way ahead of this for the day. Oh, man, What's that, going on? That would stress Step me it up. My my Garmin, um, I should say the Garmin also has a move function as well, where if you sit too long for a period of time, it'll it'll vibrate and tell you to move. I got rid of that because I would, you know, I, I don't, you'd, I'd run a race, like a half marathon, and then I'd go out for lunch afterwards, and we'd be sitting down eating lunch, and it'd be like, it, my Garmin's telling me to move. And it was like, I just did a, I just did 13 miles. Calm down. So I, I disabled that function on my Garmin because it, it got to the point where it was it was more annoying than anything else. But again, if you need that level of accountability, it's nice to kind of have that. Right. So hold on. I don't want to make a ton of noise, but your microphone. There we go. Thank you. But there are tons of ways that you can be accountable as far as your food choices. Um, Right. So we talked about the accountability as far as exercise wise. You know, us being a couple, we wake up in the morning, we'll nudge each other. Hey, are you you doing this today? Or if I tell Brooke I'm going to go for a run and I don't, She'll say to me, hey, didn't you say you were going for a run today? So there's that level of accountability. Also, um, tech-wise, you can wear tech as far as Garmin watch or an Apple watch or a Fitbit to let you know, hey, it's time to move. Those are all ways to keep yourself accountable as far as exercise and physical activity. But I don't think we really ever talked about food accountability. There's lots of different ways that I feel food accountability, it can be personal. It's one-on-one, you know. When Ken's eating his six piece of buttered matzah for the day, um, you know, I, I just gracefully tell him, honey, that's, you know, six, maybe, maybe really? 
It's like two pieces of matzah. Well, they're huge. Okay. Well, <laughs> six pieces, a little exaggerating. <laughs> That's like a whole pack. Yeah. Um, okay. No, All right. Fair I mean, enough. It, it is the same goes for me. Um, last night, we had, you know, a very sporadic night with friends. We don't do that very often. We had some wine. Oh, okay. We had some wine. And of course, you know, my arch nemesis is cheese. Jeez. We've talked about this in several Stinking cheese podcasts. And oh, God, I overdid it on the cheese to the point where I could see Ken giving me looks like, really? Are you I, going in for more cheese? I'll admit, I know my limits. <laughs> and I only had two pieces. And I thought to myself, you know what? There is hummus here, which I love hummus. And there are all kinds of crackers other options that don't involve cheese so i stuck with what i knew also someone snuck candy in there there was chocolate i don't know who did that <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things where you know I, at one point i when brooke was you know having her 1000 piece of cheese i was like you you're not gonna be happy tomorrow and i wasn't i actually woke up in the middle of the night very <laughs> sick from all the cheese and that's the other thing i don't know if this is just I don't know if it's because we're more aware of it or we maybe it didn't bother us before. But if we overdo it, I can tell because I'll have heartburn, I have a hard time sleeping, and I almost feel hungover the next day. Mm -hmm. There was wine involved, but I don't normally get that kind of like grogginess from no, wine. No, I, I know what you mean. And we, um, mm. you know, just... Recently, our daughter... It. Well, and, and our daughter... Um, her organization that she belongs to, we recently made 10,000 uh, candy eggs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. these eggs are massive. They're huge. And and Ken and I each tried to eat one ourselves, which uh, was a horrible mistake. And I actually woke up with a nasty headache the next day from the amount of sugar in yeah. one of the candy eggs. They're like, they're like Easter eggs. That's, um, Peanut it's about, butter. It's about the size of a computer mouse, yeah. if you think about it. And it's, it's pretty big. <laughs> And um, to eat one of them, it one, it's a ton of sugar, which, you know, it, at first tastes really good, but then you crash hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just because we cut a lot of that out of our diet, but it seems like those types of things affect us more now, or maybe we're just more aware of it. Right. Could be what it is. So there's that one-on-one -on -one personal accountability. So work together with a roommate, with your spouse, uh, you know, mm -hmm. your boyfriend or girlfriend. And if you don't, the other thing, too, is keep a food journal. Because right. if you cheat at your food journal, you're just lying to yourself. So you, you can't make any real progress if you're going to lie to yourself about your food choices. And as silly as it sounds, social media. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I think I talked about this on a previous podcast over the summer. I decided I was going to commit to only eating plant-based lunches. Mm -hmm. And I kind of put it on Instagram stories on my personal Instagram. And I felt to keep myself accountable, I would post my lunch every mm -hmm. single day. And I wanted to show people that a plant-based meal wasn't just a salad. Right. So every day I would post what it was and the ingredients that were in it. And that held me accountable because every day, you know, you can see who sees your Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. Every day, you know, I'd see certain people, you know, looking at my story to see what I was eating. And it made me feel better. I'm like, I can do this. Right. Even it, when we went on vacation over the summer, I yep. still posted my meatless lunch. And it kind of also 
you know, it was double motivation for me seeing that Brooke was able to do it. It kind of was like, Hey, I want to do this too. It worked. Um, it didn't work when we had a meat dinner and I had to take leftovers. Right. I'd always end up eating that for lunch, but, um, and I, I think lastly, as far as food goes and keeping yourself accountable and on the right track is one thing that I religiously do every two weeks. I meal plan. Right. So it goes back to the, the food journal. You can write down what you've eaten for the day and also plan out meals ahead of time to hold yourself accountable. And it, it does, I know that on the weeks that we end up running out of time that we have to end up going out and getting dinner. Um, and then, you know, we look at that list and we're like, oh, we never made this meal. Ugh. Right. And like it, it kind of sinks in like, you know what, you really need to find the time to make the meals to be able to stay on and keep yourselves accountable. And if you do end up having to go out, you, you really need to make smart choices, which we've talked before about going out to dinner and trying to make smart choices. And that, that can that can be sketchy, depending on where you go. Right. And, you know, if you're looking for something, oftentimes we want something quick where we don't want to have to sit down and, and pay for table service, you know, if you're cheap like us sometimes. <laughs> but it's one of those things you just have to make smart decisions. And I think keeping a food journal and keeping a meal plan two weeks or a week in advance, even just something future advance. So that way, you know, what's coming, you know, how to prepare your grocery list. You have everything ready. And personally, I feel like it saves you money in the long run because you're not willy nilly going to the grocery store panicking in the moment. Oh, what am I going to make for dinner this week? And just throwing you know, random things into your cart. I once had a friend tell me that she didn't really grocery shop, that she went to the grocery store every single day to get Mm -hmm. her ingredients. And I actually read an article that said that people who do that end up spending far more money at the grocery store. Well, if you think about it, if if you're not really going with a list, you just need a couple things to make one meal. And then while you're at the store, you see they have a sale on, you know, something. You end up buying that because you're like, oh, well, this is on sale. I might as well grab it. So you don't really think about the other stuff that the is in the store that's catching your attention. It kind of you know pulls you away from, from what you're there for right. to begin with. And if you view cooking as a burden, simple tasks like going to the grocery store are going to be horrible. Um, I actually had a ladies' night recently. Uh, we talked about, oh, you want to go out for dinner? Oh, you want to go out for dinner? And eventually, we just decided to do what makes us happiest, and that's actually going to a grocery store. Hmm. And we had the best ladies' night ever. Now, the one thing that we never really touched on is there are food services out there that make... Um, we're not endorsed by any of these companies, so I don't really feel like saying any of their names. One okay. has, like, the color of an apron. Oh, oh okay. So uh-huh. it, it's food services that you can pick your meals and they send you the ingredients with um, the recipe to make that particular meal. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to say the names because I've seen some Instagram stories of some of the people that I follow that run and also foodie people from Beyond 24 Days where they get these meals and they'll make them and they're like, this is a complete disaster or they don't like certain things. And the only word of caution with some of those meal services is you really have to look at the ingredients of the food. And, um, you know, we started this, um, whole foods program at work that I, I'm still working out details with. 
And one of the things that we're hung up on is some of these services that sell the ingredients to make meals. And some of them are loaded in preservatives and all kind of food additives that you just, we're trying to promote whole food, healthy eating. And honestly, the best thing is the grocery store. But, you know, there are services out there if you're not really meal planning savvy. And something that I'm working on now that I hope to introduce to the blog is creating like a weekly meal plan of something that we have um, already up our sleeves and then with like a, a, a modified grocery list. But anyway, that that's getting way ahead of the... Right. And I guess lastly, the last thing I just wanted to touch on, I said mentally, you can have somebody hold you accountable. You can hold yourself accountable. I I do suffer from anxiety and, you know, sometimes I get in my own head and I get in these mental ruts sometimes where Ken will say, what are we having for dinner tonight? And I'll be like, I don't feel like cooking tonight. And it happens. You know, he is never like outwardly like you have to cook dinner. He'll be like, okay, well, we could do this. We could do that. And then, I mean, the way he talks me through it, I know that what he's proposing that we eat isn't the best option for us. And eventually, like, a lot of times, I'll end up just saying to you, no, it's fine. We're going to eat late, but I'll cook the dinner instead. And then we, I always feel so much better right. about myself after I cook that meal. Well, the other thing, too, is we've also gotten to the point where we'll allow ourselves to go out once or twice during the month. And, you know, if you say something like that, I'll, I'll make the comment, like, yeah, we could go out tonight, but... You know, in two nights or, you know, We had already night, planned on going out. We're already going to be going out. So that'll be two nights in a row and, you know, just trying to keep us accountable. And another Christmas so. gift that you bought me, which I found, I, I do I do use. You may not realize I do mm. use it. Merry Christmas. Thank but you. Uh, you bought me a gratitude journal. Oh, yeah. And when you're feeling in a mental rut, you know, write, it's a one minute a day gratitude journal. You just go in there, you write what you're, you know, you're grateful for, for, excuse me. And a lot of the things I'm grateful for are our health hmm. and our happiness. And you get in this rut where you start eating and having your, you know, your cheat meal turns into a whole cheat day. And a cheat day may turn into a few days and then a week. And you kind of get into this rut. Just go back and look at your gratitude journal and mm-hmm. see that you're thankful for the health that you have, you've obtained and the right. happiness you've obtained. And it, it mentally can help you get back on track. And I think, too, the other thing is if you do fall off the wagon, it's important that you don't get hung up on that because it's really easy to fall into a rut and just, well, I I ate like crap yesterday. I might as well just keep it going, keep eating like crap. It's important that you just get over it. Okay, that was yesterday. This is today. Today we're going to make smart choices, and today we're going to hold ourselves accountable. Right. Man, listen to that. That was powerful. (laughs) So we're going to try something new here. Um... If you don't know, well, I'm sure you've heard the ads, but we record and upload our podcast to Anchor.fm. And as being a part of the Anchor.fm community, uh, we have ads that now play on our podcast. So we are going to take a quick break while the ads play, and then we will come back and talk about, what are we talking about? Running? I think you had a little bit of running. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, yeah. We're going to talk about running shoes. Shoes. Running shoes. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back.
You still with us? Hopefully, you still are. If you're listening, you are now entering the second part of our podcast episode where we talk about running, of all things. Uh, and food. And food. Running, shameless plugs, food, you name it, that's what we are talking about. We're also experiencing some technical difficulties because I don't know what I'm looking at. You might hear me click on the mouse a few hundred times. All right. And since it's accountability, yep. I'm going to keep Ken accountable for keeping his rant on running Ooh. to a minimum. Ooh. Um, it's not a rant, Brooke. Man. All right. So anyway, uh, running shoes. Uh, a lot of times when people who are new to running or a lot of my friends that are starting to get into running often ask me, what type of running shoes would I recommend? Now, I'm going to preface this by saying if you're already a regular runner, then you already know of the rabbit hole slash black hole of endless possibilities of running shoes. And so I I often hesitate when people ask me about my preference because I love Brooks running shoes. I also love my wife, Brooke. But I also, um, Brooks running shoes, uh, they weren't my first choice, but that's where I ended up. And I really like their shoes. Now, that being said, there are numerous running shoes out there. There's aimless or aimless, endless possibilities of what fits individual runners. So the most important thing to realize is everyone's different. So whatever shoes work for me, that's because they work for me. They may not work for you. I really love Brooks running shoes. And my mom swears by Brooks, but she's got all these foot issues. So I don't necessarily think she's wearing the right shoe. So I don't like to give shoe recommendations to people. I'm a little hesitant. So my the biggest thing that I can say is, one, find a shoe that works for you. And I would recommend trying as many brands as you can. I have been running for a number of years, and I've gone through a ton of brands. Like I said, Brooks wasn't my first pick. Um, I tried Nike running shoes, Under Armour, New Balance, um, Saul Coney, uh, Hoka, and I feel like there's... Well, you use Merrill for, Merrill. for trail so, running. Right. So, I mean, I've, I've tried so many different shoes. And what works for me is just trial and error. So when we first started running, we went to the outlets. And that's probably a good place to start is go to like an outlet shoe store and buy a shoe that is comfortable, fits, and that you're comfortable putting a ton of miles on. So the, the main thing is don't obsess about the shoes in the beginning. Obsess about making running a habit and making that a part of your lifestyle because don't go out there and spend $100 or more on a pair of running shoes when running really isn't your thing right? or you're just starting out. Like make running your number one obsession first. Obsess about running, start making that a regular habit and then start looking into the shoes because it's, it's like I said, there's endless possibilities, but start off with an outlet store, find a pair of shoes around 40 or $50. Don't go crazy and make sure that it's comfortable and that you feel good walking in. Right. And it's trial and error, like you said, because I also started off using a Nike running shoe with you. And I, like I am a no level with Ken on running. However, when Ken, you know, did get me into just running, you know, small distances here mm-hmm. and there with the Nikes, I ended up uh, finding that I was getting shin splints right. all the time. And when he suggested that 
I go to a shoe that does not have arch support in it. Right. Uh, I went to New Balance and got my first pair of New Balance and with no arch support. And I have been buying New Balance ever since. Like, that's my go-to shoe. Mm-hmm. I love my New Balance. Yeah, New Balance makes a pretty quality shoe. And I'm not saying Nike makes junk shoes. It's just it didn't work for us. And um, when Brooke talks about um, no support, there's different types of running shoes. There's shoes that have arch support, and there are shoes that don't have arch support. And there's the, um, the shoes that don't have arch support are considered a neutral running shoe. And what type of shoe fits you is also important to know. Um, I, you can go to a running store and have them um, perform an assessment, and they'll tell you what type of shoe you should be wearing. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not saying that Brooks is number one. They are, but I'm not saying that they are. But if you go to Brooks, they have um, a, a shoe finder, and it asks you a series of questions about yourself, um, about how you walk, um, different questions, because... They're able to use some science to back up these questions to determine whether or not you need arch support, whether you need a neutral running shoe, and it kind of helps determine what type of shoe you should be looking at. So with Brooke, we um, were getting these Nikes, and they had arch support. I had issues. She had issues. We made a switch um, to New Balance, and we both went with like a New Balance neutral shoe. Um, my only problem was, I and not knocking any of the outlet stores, but... And even Brooke experienced it a little bit. The soles of the shoes, I guess because they're seconds, um, they they just wore out really fast. So with me, logging um, over 10 to 12 miles, almost 20 miles a week, which to some people really isn't that much, um, that just completely, I would go through a pair of shoes within a couple of months. And your typical running shoe should last around... Two to three hundred miles, maybe more, if you know you're really not all that hard on the shoe. One thing um, with Brooks, the shoes that I really enjoy running, I rotate my shoes, so I'm not putting a ton of miles on the same shoe over and over and over again. But that's just my personal preference. So, you know, if if you're new to running, my best piece of advice is make running a habit and start with the. I don't want to say cheap shoes, but start with your outlet stores, and and just shop around. Look for deals. Find a shoe that fits your needs. And also, I do really recommend going to Brooks' website and going through the shoe finder because it'll tell you if you need arch support or a neutral running shoe, and it'll also suggest some of their shoes. Um, And you can take that information do whatever you want with it. So if you find out that they're telling you you need like a neutral running shoe, then start looking at neutral running shoes. And the other thing is you can go to a running store and get size, get fitted. Um, I'm not sure if there's a cost involved. I've never done that. Um, But I'd imagine if you go to a running store and invest the time, they're going to want you to buy a pair of shoes. And some stores are pretty advanced. I know, is it Roadrunner Sports and King of Prussia? I believe so. They had treadmills. Like we saw people getting fitted for shoes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really great if you don't know what kind of shoe you need. That's awesome that they have that kind of service. And again, we're not... I'm not really promoting it. I'm just saying there are places that have that. And also, I'd like to point out, if you're looking for maybe something a little bit in your mind, better quality than an outlet Nike or New Balance or Under Armour, whatever, um, Ken got a really nice quality pair of running shoes at a uh, 
excuse me, at a shoe store, at a running store. Oh yeah, that were secondhand. Right. So some some running stores will have like secondhand shoes. They'll have demos um, where you can go, and um, a shoe company will give them a ton of shoes for people to try out, and then they'll end up selling those shoes that people demoed for a discounted price. And I was just I was thinking of something, and I got sidetracked. Oh, got it. The other thing is when you're looking at shoes. Also, I, I'm I'm making these suggestions thinking that you're going to walk or jog on the road. Um, hmm. Don't buy, um, if you're going to get into trail running, by all means, find a shoe that fits the use. So don't buy, you know, a um, pair of slip-on shoes to go run trails. So that's another thing. I, you know, really didn't have much experience trail running, so I bought a pair of Merrill running shoes. And um, they work pretty good. I, I actually do like them out of the box. I think I got lucky. I, one, knowing the shoe type, I know I needed a neutral running shoe, and that's what I went for. Um, and two, just kind of shopping around looking for deals, I ended up with Merrill. And I will say, um, when I got and did uh, recently a, a race, a trail running race in the snow, um, I looked and got a pair of Solomon Speed Cross, and they have these huge, um, the tread on them has these huge lugs, and they're made for you know, snow. So anyway, what I'm, the point of what I'm saying is buy a shoe that fits its use. So, you know, yeah. anyway, sorry. And also for all the wives listening out there, keep your partner accountable for when a new pair of shoes comes into the house, a pair of shoes that no longer has tread on them should probably make their way out of the house. All right, I'll selfishly admit, I do have <laughs> a pair of Brooks shoes, a Brooks, an older pair of Brooks launch shoes, which are like my go-to. They're so comfortable, I cannot get rid of these. But I did notice that I, I wore them the other day, and I noticed I had a little bit of, like, pain. You know, they were kind of starting to uncover. So I'll throw them out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but that's the thing. You're You're going to end up... <laughs> that's the problem with running shoes is that you can get really carried away. There are so many different brands out there and there's so many different styles and uses. And it's not like it used to be where, you know, there was just one shoe company that made running shoes. It's everyone makes a running shoe. Now, even Vans Vans now makes like a, a running shoe, which is interesting. Sorry. Uh, food. What do we got for food? No. It's been like no. three no. months. You always forget shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. What do I have? <laughs> I have um, three food shameless plugs. Okay. Um, some of the things we've been using in the house lately or that we've recently just discovered that I'm kind of like, ooh, I love this. Um, a lot of you know we've done previous podcast episodes and we've talked about our garden. Mm. And I'm an advocate for canning your own sauces and things like that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this past summer, our tomato yield was awful. We had so much rain over the summer. Yep. Uh, we went on vacation and came home, and we had tomato rot. Like, we were gone for three days yep. and came home, and ruined. all of our tomatoes were ruined. Sick. So, sadly, I did not get sauce canned, and this was a dilemma because a lot of you who eat clean food know that a lot of pasta sauces on the grocery store shelf are filled with sugar. Mm. Um, the one day Ken and I went grocery shopping together and it took us forever. We must have looked through, we must have picked up every jar of pasta sauce. And I said, no, if it's above this many grams of sugar, I don't want it. I want to try and stay as clean as we possibly can. And we ended up finding a brand called Paisana, I'm, I believe I'm, is how you say it. Sure. Um, 
and it was like extra garlic, which to me is amazing. Anything with garlic is like number one. And for the entire jar of spaghetti sauce, there was only two grams of sugar. So, I mean, compared to something like a a name brand, like a, you know, Mm -hmm. a ragu or prego or things like that, the sugar content was so low that I even add some things to it. Oh, you know what? Um, keep going. I actually wasn't going to have a shameless plug, but oh. I guess I have one. All so. right. Well, I have two more. Um, if you're looking for a quick snack or like tonight, I use this as my dessert. Uh, I just recently discovered Lundberg rice cakes. Mm. I found them at a natural store and I picked up a non-salted, non-sugared brown rice rice cake, put a little peanut butter and a few slices of banana on top, and it was the perfect. I saw her, she ate it like 10 minutes ago, and I was yelling at her because she was like chomping in the microphones. <laughs> I was like, come on, let's do this. Accountability. It, it, it helped curb my sweet tooth. Um, and hmm. lastly, a shout out to a company that makes some frozen items. And I'm not big on buying pre-made frozen items, mm-hmm. but if you pick this company's items up, look at the ingredients, look at the sodium content, look at the sugar. They're all relatively low, and they're all ingredients that you can really read. Mm. And that's Dr. Preggers. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, I've gotten veggie patties. Like, Is that South- what we had today for lunch? We did. Today oh, okay. for lunch, we had Brussels sprout cakes. Oh, yeah, those are good. Um, so if yeah. you ever see Dr. Pre- there was a there was a slew of other different kinds of products mm. that they have, but those are two that we've tried of uh, Southwest veggie patties and mm. Brussels sprout cakes, and they're really good. So I don't know if you are following the blog. I'm, I'm only going to say this as a shameless plug because it's up on the blog. Um, Food Groove Mission makes these superfood bites, and I had some sent to me that I uh, got to test as part of being a Bibrave Pro ambassador. And these are um, really delicious, and they're made with natural ingredients. And like Brooke said um, before, we look for stuff that you can pronounce what the ingredients are on the label. Everything is is pretty transparent. And um, I don't have them in front of me, but they come in three different flavors. They're um, very similar to a Lara bar. Yeah. Like the Lara bar bites yeah, that you can get. It's basically, it's, it's, it's like dates, and they use um, coconut, and um, it's, it's they have chia seeds chia and seeds. things yeah. like that. Really good. And I, I will say that the neat thing about the snack packs is that they came in little resealable bags. So if you didn't eat all the little uh, super food bites, you could seal the bag up and, and save it for later. And my favorite flavor was the Nutty Adventurer, which is peanut butter. So with, you know me, peanut butter is life. <laughs> I love peanut butter so much. So I was sold. Um, the other one was Holy Truffle Punch. That was like a, a chocolate truffle. Um, that was like desserty. It was the lowest. It was a little too sweet. It, yeah. it did feel like you were eating a dessert, but and not was, a snack. It, ironically, I think it was the lowest of calories out of all of them. And then the other one um, was like a berry. Oh, it's called Mother Earth, and it, it has a very um, nutty but like berry uh, flavor to it, and it was, it's actually really good. So the discount, I don't um, like. I said by the time you're hearing this podcast, depending on when it is. Um, that is up on the blog, and the discount code is BIDBRAVE15, and you can save 15% off of your entire order with that discount code. And like I said, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, that code may or may not be still in effect, but Never I really enjoy them. Try. Yeah, and like I said, they're really delicious. I, I really liked them, and, and the fact that they were made with natural ingredients is even better. It fits, fits our lifestyle. So there's shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Man, look at that. We're ready to go. 
Right, now the food. Now we're going to get into the food. And this was really hard for me to pick my favorite favorites. Well, it's because been like three months it's or been two three, months. Well, it's, it's not quite three months. But in three months, we've had like a lot of really, really good meals. And I'm going to say a lot of them were meatless. I, I really only have one meal written down that has meat in it. Oh, um, well... So, I mean, instead of sitting here and going through, like, the ingredients of maybe just five, I'm just going to give a shout-out to a lot of the um, really good meals that we've had. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If you're all about being gluten-free and getting rid of your carbs, uh, we did a cauliflower chili where you used riced cauliflower in place of, um, like, meat and beans. Right. It, yeah. it actually it turned out pretty good. It was interesting. Um, we made a, we made a really delicious soup. I made a Hungarian red lentil soup. And what made this soup really special is, um, Ken's mom is a member of the Bucks County Dragon Boat Association. She is a world World. champion (laughs) dragon boat rower. Right. I I don't know if that's what they call rower. I don't think. Paddler. Paddler. She paddles. She'll correct me. But, (laughs) um, yes, Bucks County Dragon Boat team. I don't think I even listened to the podcast, but. Shout out for going to Hungary and my mom for nationals. Up. Yes, and she brought us back paprika <laughs> yeah, from Hungary. right from Hungary. So we used that in our soup, and it was amazing. Uh, what else did we have that was so? Do- oh, tofu tacos, so good. Crumbled up tofu with a homemade taco sauce mm-hmm. uh, mixed Ooh. into the tofu. That's the one where we baked the tofu, and it had a very no, it wasn't baked. It wasn't baked. No, it was mixed in with taco sauce and a skillet, oh. and it 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 had the consistency. You're thinking of the bolognese. Oh, I mean. oh, oh, well, it had the consistency of ground beef because the yep. kids, our kids, if you listen, you know they hate tofu. But we tricked them. We got those suckers. <laughs> we had them to eat the tacos, and they had no clue what it was. Well, and another shameless plug too. Now that I'm looking at the picture, because I thought these were absolutely delicious. I had picked up an Ortega taco shell that instead of um, your typical, you sometimes you'll see the corn yep, yep, yep. in it. There was chia seeds. Oh, chia seeds. It, they were really good. So we had that. We had this really unique meal. It was almost like a sloppy joe. It was a maple chipotle barbecue chickpea sandwich. Mm. Mouthful. But um, it was made with chilies and adobo sauce and chickpeas, maple syrup, and that one went with a coleslaw, a vegan coleslaw, mm-hmm. on top of the barbecue. We yeah. are big in the slaws. Love that coleslaw. Slaw dogs. I, I put coleslaw in just about everything. February 5th, I did a winter vegetable stew, and this had this was so comforting. It had a... I'm going to use quote-unquote cheesy vegan dumplings that were cooked right on top. Nutritional yeast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It had potatoes, carrots, celery, onions, mushrooms, and I believe there were parsnips in it as well. I will say that vegan have... Vegan. Vegans have recipes for soups. The vegan recipes for soups. What am I trying to say? I don't know. They are so... If you're looking for... A hearty soup, especially this time of the year in the winter, you're looking for like comfort food or a hearty soup. There are a ton of vegan soup recipes that are just loaded with um, so much awesome ingredients mm-hmm. that are, they're so, when you eat it, you know that it's like a vegetable soup, but you don't really think about it and it don't realize how filling that soup is. And because it's all vegetables, 
you can kind of keep going. Just eat yeah. how much you like. Which, oh man, um, yeah, it's gonna be another tangent. Keep going. Sorry. Okay, uh, we had a ginger mango chickpea meal, which was stewed chickpeas in a homemade mango chutney. I think I served that over quinoa. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Really sweet. Um, but not like a artificial sweet. The right, mango, right. I mean, it had fresh mango in the chutney. It was amazing. We did a pizza night the one night, and it was a Mexican vegan veggie pizza. Instead of sauce being on the pizza, it was like refried black beans, um, roasted vegetables on top of that, and then there was a faux vegan nacho cheese sauce that got hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know spread over the top. That it was very good. I think so far that. Those are on the blog, recipe-wise. Yep. And I'm going to end with my okay. meat feel... Ooh, oh, my God. I feel like you. I can't talk tonight. No, it's what happens. You know. <laughs> my meat-filled meal. Mm-hmm. Um, this time of year... Meat-filled win- meal? Yeah. Meat. Meat. A meat meal. Yeah, a okay. meat meal. Okay. All right, all right. All right. I got what you're saying. <laughs> meat meal. This time of year, I get really excited. Um I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. Some people have never eaten it and just, you know, don't want to give it a try. I'm a mountain girl. I grew up in the mountains. Mm. Uh, my family, I come from a, a large family of hunters. I didn't know where you were going with this. But I, okay. <laughs> I love venison. Right. I absolutely love venison. It's almost taboo because people, I, I know I grew up in an area where people boycotted deer hunting in in where I live. And it's cause it was like a, you know, ritzy neighborhood that people didn't want to hear guns going off. But I, I respect people that hunt wild game for actual food, not trophy hunting. Right. So if, if you hunt for food for food, then I can appreciate that. And I, you know, I don't think there's anything dishonorable about that. People may disagree, but um, the venison that we get is hunted from my brother. From from our family. Like yep. it's it's not like, you know, he was trophy hunting. He's they do it every year nope. for my, the purpose of stocking. They've got freezers. a small chest freezer right. in the house and every year either my brother or my stepdad go out, they get a deer and rabbits. I grew up in a house right, that, right, right. you know, we had rabbit too. But you know, they stock the freezer and then that meat will last them the entire winter. So I always look forward to the first day. Mm-hmm. of yeah, yeah. <laughs> deer yeah. season, which sounds weird. Because, oh, and it, it just goes back to, um, we talked about this very early on, is eating wild when possible. Right. Because it's not the commercially raised beef that you honestly, I, you don't know what you're getting in that. And that there's there's dangers. Oh, God, here we go. I mean, but there's... I'm just in, saying. In the taste. Right. In the taste and the texture of the meat, you get so little fat when you cook it off. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So every time my brother says, hey, I got deer. Here's, you know, your couple pounds of venison. I always try and find new ways to do it. Because if you go onto Pinterest, you will not find mm-hmm. a lot of clean, which is surprising because venison is a clean, lean meat. Right. You don't find a lot of clean recipes. Huh, that's interesting. For venison. They're usually filled with cheese and mm. things we don't eat. I think they do that because if you're not used to how venison tastes, um, I think they put a ton of cheese in it to like mask right. its like natural flavor. So I decided to go the route of making dirty rice. Um, I love Cajun and Creole food. If you don't know what dirty rice is, it's essentially rice and celery and peppers that are cooked with uh, usually ground beef or ground pork. 
Um, it's usually made while saying obscenities, too, because it's got to be dirty. <laughs> and it's got a bunch of, you know, Cajun spices mixed mm-hmm. in with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, something new and it fits our lifestyle and it's quite delicious. And it's one of those things that it's like a, it's like once a year that we have it. It's not like we're eating it all the time. Right. We get, so. we get like three or four pounds, you know, individually packaged pounds and I covet it and I try not to like <laughs> cook it all at one time, but it's there taunting me. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not. We're getting off track, aren't we? <laughs> so that is, we um, those were some of my favorite meals since the last time we did our podcast. Man, all right. Well, so in the essence of keeping ourselves accountable, um, the next episode will be released in, in like next month. So you're going to have to wait a month. But hopefully we do this on a regular basis. I think I said that every time before we yeah. close. I got to stop doing that. Anyway, we'll see you guys like in a month. Uh, hopefully, maybe if you're listening and you don't hear a new podcast release within the next month, you can hold us accountable. Reach out to us on social media and be like, "Hey, just waiting yes. for that new podcast." Yes, at Beyond Twenty Four Days on Instagram and Twitter, as well as Facebook, and also you can find us on Anchor.fm if you search Beyond Twenty Four Days. You can actually leave feedback in the Anchor app if you download it to your phone. Google, Apple, whatever device you use, you can give us a little thumbs up. You can give us a little rating. You can also leave voicemails for us to listen to and to be able to play back on the air. I haven't figured out how to do that. No one has done it yet, so no one's, like, put me up against the wall. No one has left us a voicemail for me to do that. But uh, we appreciate everyone listening, and we will see you guys soon. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.